Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Welcome to the Women We Come From, a special series for and about our mothers and leadership during the month of May on The Well Woman Show. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi, and I'll be joined all month long by guest hosts interviewing their mothers about life, love, leadership, and the wisdom they pass on to their daughters. The stories they share will make you laugh and cry, but most of all, they help us honor the hard work of being a woman, a mom, and a leader. All the best and most effective leadership skills, really everything we need to grow into compassionate, driven, smart leaders are passed down to us through these generations of strong women. The guest hosts are past guests on The Well Woman Show and include Celestina Garcia, Bobsy Sanandale, and Alicia Ortega. First up is Celestina Garcia with her mom, Gloria Garcia, who is one of 12 kids in her family from Dahlia, New Mexico, who taught her own children that your wealth is your health. Then Bobsy Sanandale will interview her mom, Kazi Sanandale, who left her rural village in South Africa to build a life of service here in the U.S. And Alicia Ortega interviews her mom, Rebecca Ortega, a bilingual Tewa woman from the pueblos of Santa Clara and Powake, who is committed to her family and preserving her language. Finally, you'll hear my interview with my own mother, author, adventurer, and abuela extraordinaire, Carol McPhee-Lang. Each guest host has a distinct style and brings her unique gifts to the show, and I'm so honored and privileged to share the mic with them. Hello, well women. Welcome to the show. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening the last few weeks, we're heavy into a series we're calling The Women We Come From, celebrating moms during the month of May. And I'm so excited to have guest host Alicia Ortega interviewing her mother, Rebecca Ortega, as part of the series. Our guest host, Alicia Ortega, is co-founder and co-director of Native Women Lead, an organization dedicated to growing, supporting, and advocating for Native women in positions of leadership through business and entrepreneurship, with a goal to revolutionize systems and inspire innovation by investing in Native women in business. Alicia holds a BBA in organizational management, and two MBA degrees in marketing and management of technology from the University of New Mexico Anderson School of Management. She also brings over a decade of experience working with minority and tribally owned and operated businesses and entities from startups to established businesses. As the former executive director of the All Pueblo Council of Governors, she has extensive knowledge in working with the 20 Pueblos of New Mexico's tribal leadership on critical issues affecting tribal communities, including health, education, state and federal legislation, natural resources, elder issues, and youth initiatives. She's a recipient of the 2019 New Mexico Distinguished Public Service Award from the New Mexico Governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Alicia currently serves as a commissioner on the City of Albuquerque Commission on American Indian and Alaska Native Affairs and the American Indian Science and Engineering Society Tribal Nations Advisory Council. She's also an artist and an active community member and enjoys volunteering and supporting organizations close to her heart, including the American Indian Business Association and Native Guitars Tour Organization. 
She'll be interviewing her mom, Rebecca Ortega, who's from the Pueblos of Santa Clara and Powake. Rebecca is a wife to her husband of 44 years, Adan Ortega, mother to her three children, Adam, Mario, and Alicia, and son-in-law, Dennis, and grandchildren, Neva and Ezra. Rebecca is a graduate of New Mexico Highlands University, class of 1976, where she earned her bachelor's degree in social work with a minor in psychology. Working with the All Indian Pueblo Council, she provided career education, counseling, and workshops to Native high school students in the 1970s. She also worked as an academic advisor at the University of Albuquerque in the 1980s. And as a bilingual Tewa woman, she's also very passionate about preserving the Tewa language spoken by the northern pueblos of New Mexico and has participated in various efforts through the years that provide Tewa language classes and certifications of Tewa language teachers. She also enjoys working alongside other language preservation organizers, including the Tribal Language Consortium through the University of New Mexico. Together, they discuss gaining strength from their ancestors the excitement of having Native women in positions of power, and holding on to their culture and language. All the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 252 show. You can also continue the conversation with us in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash community. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy, our group coaching program at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Hello, everyone, and welcome, Well Woman listeners. My name is Alicia Ortega, and I will be serving as your guest host today. I'm so excited because today I will be interviewing my mom for the very first time. This is a really special opportunity for both of us because, you know, like most moms, you know, she doesn't always get the recognition or the thanks that she deserves or that I feel she deserves. And so I just really appreciate this opportunity to share what an amazing mom I have and share with you all someone who has really influenced me as a person and helped shape and form me into who I am today. So with that, I want to go ahead and just bring my mom in and start out with our very first question, which is, who are you in the world today, mom? I know who you are to me, and you are my world, a big part of my world, but with regard to society and the globe and, you know, the universe, who do you feel that you are in, in this great big universe of ours? Good morning. And I'm so happy to be a part of this project today. And I just want to say thank you for, for inviting me. And I, I feel that in today's world, there's so many things to, to think about and talk about. And first of all, though, I would like to say that uh, my name is Rebecca Ortega and I am a Pueblo woman from the Tewa tribe. And also I come from the Pueblos of Santa Clara and Milwaukee. And I think that our time right now where what we've been experiencing with the pandemic, the, the climate change and all the things that are happening in this in this world, I would just like to say that we are at an exciting time because we finally have been able to celebrate our two Native women who have made it to Congress, our first two women in Congress. And of course, in celebration, our New Mexico Native American Democratic Caucus that we have here in New Mexico, which actually is chaired by uh, Alita Tweedy Suazo, we were 
so happy with the results. We all made a trip out to Washington, D.C. in January 2019. We all went out to Washington, D.C. to have a Pueblo feast in honor and celebration of Deb Holland. This is our way in our Pueblo way of showing love, respect, support, and appreciation for her success because her success is our success. And also to celebrate Sharice Davids. It's quite an incredible thing. My whole life, I have always been an advocate for women, Native women and all women across the board, because I feel that women actually make the world go around. And a lot of times women are not given the respect and the the places that we need to be in to help our world become better. And in this way, now that we are so excited with our new Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, because I feel like at this time, with the climate change and everything happening, our world was going into such a bad area, into destruction. And now I just feel so much hope because Deb, being a woman and being a Native woman with a heart, she understands our our Mother Earth really needs healing and needs to be rebalanced. And as a result, I know that that's what's going to be happening. And I'm just really, really happy because we need to save our Mother Earth. That's who we live on. And that's who we depend on for our survival and for, and for you know, water and everything. And so I'm just really, really happy about that. Wonderful. Well, I couldn't agree with you more about the pride and happiness and seeing Deb and Sharice in positions of power and and just being able to advocate more for our tribes and for women. So that's, you know, I, I echo that. You know, I wanted to ask you our next question, which is not where, but who did you come from? And, you know, being raised by you. (laughs) I have my own perspective of that, but just wanting to hear from you, you know, as you mentioned, a Pueblo woman growing up in the Pueblo and, you know, very close to your culture and a language preservationist. How do you feel about when you are asked, who did you come from? Well, I come from the Native world, the Native American world, and I am so proud to be a Native woman. And I come from the pueblos of Santa Clara and Pewaukee. And I just am so happy with the fact that our pueblos and our ancestors have done so much to preserve us, to bring us this far, to help us to become who we are today. The fact that we have been oppressed and and everything in the hundreds of years, but our ancestors are so strong and so resilient and so full of tradition, culture, language, and prayers that they have brought us this far. And this is where we need to keep moving forward. And I think that just like my my daughter said, you know, when Deb Holland became the Secretary of the Interior, her comment was, this is our ancestors come, our ancestors' dreams come true. And I really felt like that was all of it. Our ancestors worked and sacrificed and gave everything for us. And here we are now. And and they taught us the love, the respect, the compassion that we hold today in our Pueblos. And we celebrate always in, in our dances, our songs, our tradition, our culture, 
our language. And that's where I come from. And, and food, good food, Pueblo food, yes. <laughs> so I, I'm just really, really happy to come from our native people. And and like I said, I, I am deep gratitude for all of our the strength, the courage that our ancestors have given us and shown us. And that's what carries us every day in our in our lives, in our native lives. Thanks, Mom. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm very appreciative to have been brought up in this way. And, you know, I, I felt really, you know, inspired when I saw you and your buddies, Tweety and Anne and Charlotte and Becca all go out and really support Deb in true fashion and bring that Pueblo feast and appreciation for her accomplishments um, that which, as you said, are accomplishments for all of us to to D.C. And that was just a really beautiful thing to see, you know, you all as as matriarchs, as Pueblo women matriarchs go out and celebrate, celebrate Deb and Charisse and so that that meant a lot to me and it, and I just absolutely loved seeing you all do that it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen and to close out I just wanted to mention you know one last thing about you know what I've seen from you as as someone that you've been teaching one of your mentees of the language as an adult I just have really developed this level of appreciation for what it means to be able to speak our language and how that carries our culture into the future. And, you know, I want to continue to help preserve just like you for future generations. So with that, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what, what drove you to want to do that, to really help preserve the language for others and teach others? Because I know you've helped with teacher certifications and just bringing people together to, to help teach the the younger generation? Yes, it's a very, very passionate thing for me. I just love being able to be involved with uh, the table language program. Uh, You know, in Santa Clara Pueblo, a few years ago, maybe 15 or so years ago, 20 years ago, we had the the Santa Clara Pueblo Language Committee. And what we did there was uh, we certified teachers, native uh, speakers, to become teachers, to go into our Santa Clara Day School and teach our kids. But also there was the need for our language to become strong, even through, I, I, I always felt like it wasn't just about teaching the youth. It was also about having our adult people, people my age, people younger than me, and even people older than me, that we could gather together and share and just talk in our language and share words and share jokes and things that we remembered that our grandparents, uncles, aunts, whoever told us as we were growing up. And one of the most beautiful ways that that came about was two years ago at the Pueblo of Pilwaukee, um, I was also a part of their language committee, and it was run by Virgie Bigby of Tusiki Pueblo. She was the director of the language program at the time. And we were part of the language committee. And one of the most beautiful things that I know a lot of people appreciate it was all the six table speaking Pueblos uh, came together and we had a workshop. And that meant the Pueblo of San Juan, the Pueblo of San Alfonso, Pueblo of Santa Clara, Pueblo of Pawaki, Pueblo of Tusuki, Pueblo of Nambe. We all came together and just had a really neat conference about the Tewa language and about getting together and about making it strong. And I really think that that is 
one of the most beautiful things that we can do because we need our language in order to continue with our songs, our dances, our culture, and our traditions. And I'm excited. I'm an advocate for teaching language to everyone. We'll be right back. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work, but with these tools, you will easefully find the time time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. Hello and welcome back, Well Woman listeners. I'm your guest host today, Alicia Ortega, and I'm here with my mother, Rebecca Ortega, And we're about to go into the segment of superpowers for success. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you, mom, was about what does success in life mean to you? I think everybody kind of has their own idea based on their life experiences, based on, you know, how they feel about the world around them, what success looks like. And I know what that looks like for me, but I totally am interested in hearing what that looks like for you? Well, I think for myself, leaving the world in a better place is one of the best things I can even think of because we come into this world, there's so much to be done. And if we can leave the world a better place, that is above and beyond a good thing. And along with saying that is also getting back to the core values of, you know, in my life of love, respect, compassion, and having empathy for everyone, because, you know, the, the journey of life can sometimes get hard, but we need to have that love, that respect, that compassion, and empathy, because that not only helps us, but it helps everyone else to be lifted along with us to do to become the very best that we can all become, not just me, but everyone. I get so excited when I see young kids. I'm somewhere and I meet, of course, not during the pandemic, but before the pandemic, when I'm, I was out and about somewhere and I would see young people, young men, young women, and they were either in high school or college uh, or maybe doing a trade, you know, at trade school, I would get so excited and I would tell them, you know what, do your very best, get all A's. And because you know what, it's hard and it's a big sacrifice to get through a lot of, you know, college, like like trade school, like, you know, getting through everything, but do it. It's the best thing you can ever do for yourself. And and you can do for us because your success is 
our success. I would always tell that to young people. And I would tell them, just stay focused, be positive, and do your very, very best and make the sacrifice, you know? And then the other thing that I think about when I think about the question of success in life is I think that back in the 1970s when I was working, there was a group of us women that would get together and we would talk about helping women, helping each other, helping our our female counterparts to grow and and also you know, get into places where, you know, where, where we could do things. And, but it was so hard because, you know, we didn't have a lot to go on, but we did have some really great people that came through Albuquerque at the time. One of the women being Mrs. Uh, Wilma Mankiller. She was an incredible, incredible inspiration, an incredible, incredible, strong, courageous, native, woman warrior. She was amazing. And she uh, would come and talk with us on her way, you know, passing through to wherever she was doing, wherever she needed to be. But she really was an amazing woman. And I just kept thinking, you know, it would be nice if we could all be inspired like that and do the great work that Wilma Mankiller was doing. And the thing with her, everything she talked about, she was doing, you know, she didn't just talk, she did. She was doing it. And I was just so impressed. And I think that's why 40 years later down the road here, I'm so proud and happy for the Native Women Lead because they are inspiring women. They are inspiring small business, Native women, people, um, you know, to continue. And along with that, they're inspiring people, women, especially to become the best that they can become. And they are a very strong, courageous group of women that are doing some beautiful, beautiful work for all of us. And so in my lifetime to see coming from the 70s where we were wanting that for our people, for our women, especially, and then seeing Deb Holland becoming, you know, Secretary of the Interior and then seeing our Native women lead. You know, I'm just so, so happy. We are definitely on the right, right road. And then, of course, our Native American Democratic Caucus women who we get together and and, you know, try to do the best we can for our women. Thanks, Mom. I couldn't agree with you more about just what you mentioned in the beginning, empathy, you know, and that's always been something that I remember you taught us about since we were little kids going to school about empathy and, you know, really compassion for other people because you just you don't know what other people are going through. And, you know, it could be holding the door open, a smile, just being kind to someone that could change their whole day, their whole week, and um, living life in a way that is caring for others in that way has always been something that you've taught us since we were young and something that I've, I've always carried into work. And, you know, with that, I, I think that also just watching you and hearing your stories about how you got together with a lot of the women that are your friends and um, just supporting one another and supporting other women's always inspired me. And, you know, you mentioned the Native women lead work. And um, that's been just a wonderful experience for me to, to come together with our co-founders and co-create. And, you know, you've always been a support for our group and uh, a mom to all of us. And so, you know, I'm just grateful that in your lifetime, you've been able to see that growth and what your experience was and what mine is and to just, and what all of ours is and seeing someone like Deb 
you know, in a position like the Department of the Interior and hopefully others um, that will be also following in her footsteps, climbing up that ladder and getting into more positions of power and influence, which, of course, as you always say, benefits all of us, benefits all women, benefits all communities and uplifts everyone when women are able to lead and be in these positions. It's it's a beautiful thing for for everyone, for family, for community, for society. Absolutely. And it and it's and it's good. One thing is always be kind and good to everyone. And so with that, I want to go into the next question, which is can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? What's helped make you who you are and how you've been able to manage all that you have throughout your life? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with our positive attitude and outlook. Attitude is so important and outlook is also very important. And I think that we need to maintain positiveness and 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 just love and respect, humbleness, and just being kind and good because that's going to help us to move forward. Uh, we cannot take things personally. That's not a good thing because sometimes things happen in life and maybe, you know, we took it the wrong way or we thought the wrong way and it really wasn't meant that way. So we always need to, to think positive and give the other person the benefit of the doubt and, and always be, you know, looking at positive and also just uh, um, being kind. I, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, being positive and having a grateful attitude coming from a place of thanks and appreciation for people and things and everything around us is really important. And, you know, what you've always taught us. So moving on to the next question, I wanted to ask you, following our conversation about how the advancement of women has, you know, just accelerated over the past 40 years. But, you know, with that, I believe, you know, we still have so much more work to do and so much more to go. But just in what you've experienced and what you've seen, how do you identify as a as a feminist? Well, as a feminist, I feel that it's important that we claim what is ours as females, as feminists, as Native women, as women of all color, as women across the board, we need to stand up and claim what is ours, whether it be wages, whether it be properties, whether it be uh, job security, everything and anything. I'll tell you a little story of what happened to my husband and myself back in the 1970s. We had purchased a, a home and, you know, I didn't really realize at the time that it was only under his name and I was listed as Etux. And I never really figured that out until maybe about maybe about 10, 15 years ago when we had gone down to the assessor's office to check on some other stuff. And then I realized, hey, my name's not even on there as I was talking to the two women that were at the at the window there. And so they explained to me that back in the 70s, when people, a couple, a married couple bought a home, it was only listed under the under the man and etux. Etux meaning the wife, and that could be any wife. And for that reason, the two ladies right away told me, we are now past that, so you need to make sure you put your name on there. Immediately, I put Anne Rebecca Ortega, you know, because that was absolutely necessary. I no longer want it to be etux because 
it, it was not a good thing. Wow. I, I remember you telling me about that, mom. And I'm like, wow, that was the 70s. That was not that long ago. And thankfully, you know, we are making strides in, you know, women now being able to purchase and own their own homes. But, you know, to your point, there's still so much further to go and um, advocating for pay equity as well. You know, for, you know, in our work at Native Women Lead, we've identified that Native women are paid 60 cents to the dollar of our white male counterparts today. And, you know, we are actively working to advocate for pay equity among many other things. And just hearing your stories, just, wow, you know, we have so much further to go. (laughs) And with that, I wanted to just close out into our final question, which is, um, I know you like to read just as much as I do, but I'm really interested to hear about what's on your nightstand right now. What book are you in the middle of, of reading right now? Well, you know, I've always enjoyed a book written by Don Miguel Reese, and it's based on Toltec wisdom. It's it's a Toltec wisdom book, but it's called The Four Agreements. And the thing about it, The Four Agreements includes being impeccable with your word, which I think is so important. The second one agreement is um, don't take anything personally because that can hold us back. You know, number three, don't make assumptions. And that's also another very important thing. A lot of times we assume things without really investigating and finding out what's really happening. And number four, always do your best, which is so true. We must always do our best. So the book is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Reese. Um, I love that book too. Thanks, mom. I totally um, just enjoy reading that as well. And with that, I think that wraps up our segment today. Thank you so much, mom, for joining us. And it's just been such an honor to interview you for the first time and hear some of your stories. I know you have so much more where that came from and just really appreciate all that you do and have done. And the person that you are in this world is just really impacted not only me, but so many people in our family and our friends and community. And I'm just very proud to say that you are my mom. Oh, thank you. You are so very kind. I am truly grateful to our creator for blessing my life with my beautiful husband, Adan, and my beautiful children, Adam, Mario, Alicia, and Dennis, and my grandchildren, Neva and Ezra. I am so very, very, very proud of my daughter, Alicia. She is so strong, so courageous, and so full of passion for the work that she does. And I know that she is just wanting to make our lives and everyone's lives on this planet so great and so beautiful. And at the same time, taking care of Mother Earth. She is amazing. I just am so, so proud of her. And she's just above and beyond somebody I would want to be. She's the person I want to be. Thanks, mom. Alicia, you've just had an amazing conversation with your mom. And I just want to ask you, you've probably heard a lot of the stories that she told. Did you learn anything new from your mom today? I think I just, you know, I've heard, yeah, a lot lot of the stories, but it's always good to hear them again. You know, I have them, you know, be reminders of just what life is about and, you know, the appreciation that she has for 
all the women um, around her that she supports and that she's been uh, inspired by and the work that she's done, you know, it's, it's like my motivation and my inspiration, just hearing and even rehearing some of her stories. Yeah. And what, what do you think is like the number one thing that your mom has taught you that you carry with you today and has helped shape you as the leader and the woman you are? I really think it's the core value of compassion and empathy, really. I, I think that's like the big, the first thing that sticks out in my mind is she's always been someone that, you know, as I mentioned before, since we were tiny little kids, you know, going to school, she was like, you be nice to everybody. If there's somebody that's getting picked on, you befriend them, you know, you make sure that you're including everybody, make sure everybody feels you know, cared for, you don't know what kind of home, you know, people are, are coming from. And, you know, maybe someone didn't have a meal that night, maybe someone's, you know, having a difficult time in their life or, you know, whatever. And just, you don't know what other people are going through. And we're all just here to enjoy life, live in a good way. If we can help make someone else's life better in any way, we should do that. And that's always just kind of stuck with me and been how I try to live my life being grateful and with compassion and love and respect for others. Love it. Thank you. You've been listening to a special series on the Well Woman Show called The Women We Come From, honoring our mothers as distinguished, highly skilled leaders. From the guest hosts, Celestina Garcia, Bobsy Sanandale, and Alicia Ortega. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. You can hear all the interviews at npr.org or wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week, so be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.